2: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. Yes, we're back after what I would describe as a twisty, turny season finale um, of the official 2019-20 football season in which we won the FA Cup. Uh, Let's not forget, which seems like, oh, only like four or five weeks ago, because it was only four or five weeks ago. We're back for, I think this is, I'm Ryan saying, I do believe, I think this is the 10th year of the Footballistically Arsenal podcast Hosted by me, Boyd Hilton. And the reason I say that is because I was looking through, I was looking on iTunes, and there definitely was one in 2010. It might have got even earlier, we might have done a few even earlier, but I'm pretty sure that we kind of got regular, certainly with the likes of Derma and Dan Baldwin and me um, uh, and others, and Ben, Ben Winston, regularly doing it in 2010. Anyway, we've moved on since then. Well, I haven't moved on, I'm still here. Psychic, psychic Josh Landy is still here, who transformed i would say the uh the uh, podcast for the better how long have you been doing it now josh
3: i think this is my eighth year but it's great i mean you um you brought me into the fold i think in your third year so i think the the mass adds up with your suggestion there no it's it's amazing to be back for what has been a a bizarre short end to the season usually we don't speak boyd for a couple of months we have a this uh cooling off period but we've barely (laughs) had four weeks
2: i know um, so we're back. Uh, we're back for this joyous, new, very exciting new season. Al- already you've got something to say, Josh, yeah? Go on.
3: I was just wondering, do we have a new sponsor for the season, boy? Can you tell us anything about we it? We
2: do. Before I introduce our very special guest, so I am going to introduce our very special guest first because we've got a, 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 almost as staunch a regular as you, Josh, is is Tim Payton. Hi, Tim. Hello. Welcome, of Arsenal Supporters Trust and just general um, all-round um, expertise. and. You probably Johnny didn't
1: think you were going to get to Year 10, and you certainly probably didn't think you were going to get to it in a pandemic.
2: <laughs> no, I didn't. No, exactly. Um, I didn't, didn't expect any of these things. I didn't expect to have, like, you know, Mesut Ozil still there, <laughs> you know, coming on. In, I didn't expect Meza to come on in a friendly that didn't officially take place last Saturday until about two hours after it finished and was only then was it finally acknowledged by the club that it even happened and, and brilliantly no no journalists or anyone seemed to talk about it um we'll talk about that later we've got lots to talk about um I might bring back the menu because we've got we've got that to talk about the weird friendly that that didn't actually happen until eventually they decided it did. Uh, obviously, we'll have a season preview. The new, the first game of the season is uh, is at twelve thirty on Saturday, I believe, against Fulham, live on BT Sport. We'll talk about the the kind of situation where, in theory, from October, what the club have said, we're supposed to be allowing what, 15,000 roughly fans into the crowd, into the into the stadium, and how they decided. And Tim, of course, has been at the heart of that decision-making process, how they decided to um, allocate the tickets and all of that. Um, we'll talk about signings that might still happen. Still got still got quite a long time with the transfer window open in this weird situation we're in at the moment. We'll talk about, we'll predict what league position we might finish in. Oh, we should mention Raul Sandler. He left after we after our, um, we haven't really done a podcast since his Departure. We should talk about that. So much to talk about. Um, but first, we've got new sponsors. As Josh alluded to, we've got a new sponsor, and I'm taking a deep breath by explaining who the new sponsor is. Support for Footballistic Arsenal is brought to you this season by Manscaped, the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for Tim, your family jewels. Manscaped just launched in the UK and we've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first men in England to experience their life-changing products. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They've engineered their engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer, ball hair trimmer, yes, I said those words, ever created, and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 in the UK. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code Arsenal at manscaped.com your balls apparently will thank you um so just to reiterate get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code arsenic manscape.com um and it's time to uh, shave those balls josh now i'm i'm you know i'm an old i'm i'm in my 50s let's not beat around the bush
3: only just point only just
2: well if you use the um, product you won't be beating around the bush with you no that's true exactly tim um, but I'm assuming Josh manscapes on a, on a regular, almost if not daily basis.
3: Am I right, well, Josh? Have you? Lloyd, I, I'm, I think you were sent the product. I don't know why they chose to send to you and to not me. I don't know what um, I've done wrong to have been shunned from this opportunity, but... I don't know if you have you done a product review yet. Have you or have you just... not yet?
2: No, no. I mean, they must have thought, you know, the old guy needs it more. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, mm. maybe. But mm. I think you're hairier than me because you're you're no yeah you you are you know you you're a hairy young. Well, man. We, we sit here life. looking
3: across uh, on Zoom at each other, and we're still not back in the studio, even though we were. It was muted, wasn't it? The return to the studio, but we both said muted, we'll, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I um, think,
1: Boyd, I think there's a yeah. corporate social responsibility here. I Go think on. if in week two you are still promoting this product, that your <laughs> corporate social responsibility is to, have, is to have tested it so that you can okay. give a genuine okay. endorsement to your All loyal right. listeners that yeah, this product is of a high and safe standard.
2: Fair point, Tim. Yeah. Um, this is a bit like it, you, you tweeted. I remember ages ago saying that you didn't think Arsenal would make any more signings um, or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. You can you can um, say exactly what you said. But I feel this is you've, you've got me on the ropes already and I'm going to have to try the, the, the manscaping thing before the next podcast. Yeah, uh, we'll get on to your we'll get on to predictions. R- news has broken. In preparation, we so recording this. We should say it's Tuesday, the Tuesday before the season starts, eighth of September, six ten PM. But news broke in the last, I would say, couple of hours. Anyway, that the, 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 the um, Premier League agreed that all the games in September, every single Premier League game, will be shown on TV in some way, shape, or form, live by the by Sky, BT, um, Amazon, and one one match is going to be on BBC One. Um, now Tim I know you've been at the centre obviously as we said of the plan to from uh, October for cl- to allow clubs to bring in a small percentage of the fan- of 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 their um, capacity into their stadium, so we're bringing about, in theory, about fifteen thousand. How do? You, what, and but you've also been campaigning, haven't you, along with lots of yes. clubs, to let us? Yeah. See, which totally makes sense. My, so my, I'm I'm very pleased that all the games are going to be shown on TV. That's great. My only worry is once the get, we get into October and beyond, if a small number of fans are going to be let in by teams, does that mean that they then think, oh, they don't have to show the games on TV? But really, fans can't attend those games apart from a select few, can they?
1: That's right. And that's sort of the second stage of the campaign. What I would do is, is welcome the first development, which is that for as long as games continue being behind closed doors, which is certainly the rest of September. I, I'm picking up increasing soundings that it might actually go further into October as well now. But every game is shown live because after all, if no fans in the ground and no fans watching on television, does it even happen? right uh, you know there's yeah. an interesting <laughs> philosophical debate but no it must it must carry on in october and beyond if we see reduced capacities and actually the figure you give for arsenal could be a little bit on the high side that's the absolute maximum they're looking at they, they think it will be between nine and fifteen thousand depending on how we create our bubbles inside the ground we'll probably come on to that in a few minutes about how we are able to go back to Arsenal but yes clearly when you've got these reduced capacities it's a fairness issue to let fans watch the game it's also got a safety and health issue you don't want people congregating around people's houses around a dodgy stream you don't want people going to the venue to try and get in
2: so and they absolutely don't want people going to pubs because pubs I was watching I've been watching tv all day today today this also is occurring all of this discussion when um when um cases of covid have gone up exponentially day but they're now like 3000 a day and i saw government people saying part of the reason why is young people gathering in pubs has been one of the main problems and you know if they don't show that football being shown in pubs will be a huge problem if that if that if that happens it?
1: Uh, yeah if if they were shown in pubs it would be on the illegal streams because right. these would be the games that weren't available for broadcast, but we know that that happens. So it's a good point, but also, and um, it shows the pressure. I think that the premier league and the clubs are under with this pandemic, um, that they are so nervous about changing anything that might, whatever the impact might be. Cause to me, it was a no brainer. It should be available for fans. And apart from anything else, if you don't show it, you push people onto the illegal streams. And once you're on the streams, you might never come back to start paying again. Um, but look at the scale of it. The clubs at the moment are not far short of a billion pounds down in TV revenue already. That's based on rebates that they had to give last year. That's based on the Chinese TV companies just deciding not to pay. I don't think that's just because of Mesa Ozil. There's other things going on there as well. <laughs> yeah. um, and obviously clubs like Arsenal with no, with no gate receipts. And again, we'll probably come on to this, but it's not surprising. You know, my prediction that the transfer dealings would be like very modest um, which so far have proven to be correct. I mean, what do people actually expect, Boyd? There's no bloody money out there. It,
2: you know, the club is right. bleeding cash. OK, you, you say that. We'll finish the ticket thing. Just, just to address this point. Isn't it true, though, that people were saying that? I know the situation is different now, but I remember before we spent, what was it, 72 million on Pepe? People will say, I'm not saying you, but definitely a lot of experts in, in the field of our finances were saying we have not got that kind of money to spend. But in the end, in my, my theory about all of f- football, when it comes to transfers with, with clubs, particularly big clubs in quotes, no matter what their financial situation, if they really want to buy a player and if they're backing the manager and the manager said publicly he, he wants more players in certain positions, then they find a way of doing it, don't they? Like, in well, the end, they just find a way, whether it's literally... Yeah, until you become Leeds United, you find a way, you find a way. But we're not going to be, really, we're not going to well, be Leeds United, are we? It, or, no, that no, might, not, by the way, that way might be actually really, in the end, our, our owner, our absentee owner, who doesn't put any of his, famously doesn't put any of his own money into the club, um, kind of, almost by hook or by crook, doing that via the back door somehow. Anyway,
1: well, well, what what they did to God, there's so much to cover. We're going to have to do another <laughs> one. So, <laughs> one of the you things they did hours. this summer was they refinanced the debt. Right. So, but that they actually took out a bigger loan because what they wanted to do was move all the existing Arsenal Stadium debt off the books because you might remember that we always had quite a large amount of cash reserves that couldn't be used. There was always just debate about us. That was because the previous debt required money to be kept in the club. It was almost like a deposit or guarantee that the bondholders would be paid. And that was done this summer. But there was a point where that was really important so that Arsenal could meet the wage bill. Remember, every month, Arsenal pay £25 million out in wages. And at the moment, nothing's coming in. Well, a little bit is coming in, because we're probably Mm. all paying our initial deposit to sign up for tickets that we may or may not get in a ballot. (laughs) Your point, Boyd, is what's interesting for Arsenal is actually they pushed things right to the limit, particularly in the last transfer window with Pepe, with Saliba. And don't forget, people won't think like this, but Saliba is really a signing this summer. Sure, because yeah, it do, uh, yeah. So I we've actually that. spent 50 million this summer,
2: yeah. and William's oh. wages are what 30, 30 35 yeah, but, million. But, but, but you but, said we wouldn't but, make any more signs before we signed Gabrielle for what was it? Oh, 23 no, 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 no. If
1: you read the tweet, I said there would be one more modest signing.
2: Is he modest? Is that modest? Yeah,
1: oh come on, it's modest. It's yeah. 25 million euros. It was Saliba. For- how
2: much was Saliba? Saliba was a bit more expensive. Saliba was about 30 million euros. Right, but you wouldn't, uh, I, I don't know. But, but if, it, that are was... you saying we definitely will not sign a midfielder when all of the papers, all the journalists seem to be saying we're either going to sign Partey or Oua? They all not, seem to be lining up. To it, say that. I will. I will stick my neck out on the
1: line. I was going to say something about a, 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 a bet about promising to use your new sponsor if I get this wrong. Excellent. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but I will say I. I think Arsenal could well sign a midfielder, but it will be one of two things. Which I did say in that tweet. It will be a swap. It won't. Mm-hmm. It will be a swap. Okay. Okay. Or we now have to sign three or four players, sell sorry, sell, sell right. three or four players to make it happen. We do not have the funds at the moment to buy a big player. And it's why, and I think the most important thing this summer was getting the um, Danny Severus deal over the line. Because mm. actually, that's very cheap for us for a player who'd started to settle in the Premier League and started to look like he had a contribution to make. Imagine if Madrid had decided to keep him or said it's €40 million euros for him, we yeah. would have been really screwed in midfield. But there is there is no more money now, Boyd. Um, and I think we will see the transfer window go very late. It goes up until October. Mm. And I think in that final week, there'll be a big scramble. Look, no club, there's very, very few buying and selling going on. Very few, if you actually look at it. Apart from Chelsea, who are yeah. spending the money from... Hazard and the striker they sold and, you know, their net spend, Don't think, even though it looks big, their net spend is less than Arsenal over the last three years, even with these big signings sure. factored in. So I, yeah, I think we've largely seen what Arsenal have got and we've certainly seen what they've now got for September.
3: I mean, it is interesting, isn't it, that so few players have left the club so far. I mean, it still is five weeks since the cup final. Because oh. clubs are, I'll tell you, I tell you why, Josh, clubs are sitting it. They don't
1: know whether they're going to have any fans in or not this year, so they don't know what their income stream is going to be. And nobody quite knows what the market is. What's the market value for a player now? Now, people laughed at the 15 million bid for um, Ainsley, Maitland-Niles, but what, what is a player worth now? Are they worth half what they were worth in the in the frothy summer last year? Well, it's no one. No one's quite worked out what the new sort of financial benchmarks are, you know. Mm. And, and, Newcastle, and
2: so, have, Newcastle have made a couple of interesting signings, haven't they? For like the round, you know, the twenty something million, haven't they? Of, of yeah, of and they're their...
1: buying. They're buying out of the league, aren't they? As well, sort of. Yeah. Um, and clubs. and of course, there is stuff going on. But Arsenal, I mean, people people want so much. I mean, actually. It, there is a refresh going on. So Saliba arrives, Gabriel yeah. arrives, and yeah. William arrives. Sure. That, yeah. that would make an Arsene Wenger transfer window look extravagant. Oh,
2: God, yeah. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, you're right. I just think, I just think, I think, I, I tell you what, the only reason I think that we will, I think we will sign one of those midfielders by hook or by crook. And of course, we will, I'm sure we'll shift some of the players we need to shift. I mean, at the moment, we've got, we've been connect. We, we, people, people are saying we're getting offers for Bellerin aren't we? You know, he was, it it seems to have gone from Maitley Niles to Bellerin is a likely guy leaving who did that, who who did that brilliant thing today, by the way, of, um, investing in, um, in that club. What's that club? Thank you. The vegan club. Um, and it'll be sad to see him go almost as much for what he stands for as a human being as for his football. I still think he's a good, he's a, he's a, he's a decent player. Um, but I mean more, I think, I feel like it's all about the fact that Arteta's now in his first full season. I feel they want to back him. And if he, and if he really is saying, I desperately, desperately need this this midfielder, that they probably have to do it. And, uh, but of course we will, I'm sure we'll sell. I'm sure we'll, we'll sell, sell. We'll, we'll, a, and of course, one of the, the moment, goalkeepers, one of the goalkeepers, presumably yeah, as well, and they may
1: end up selling who they don't want to sell because if you think about sure. it, we've got plenty of players that we want to sell. Um, yeah, you know, you know, well, Özil, Gündoğdu, yeah. yeah. Lacazette, Holding, Chambers. Uh, the problem is the other clubs don't want them, but they're half interested in the ones we might want, like Bellerin which is to yeah. partly how the market works. I, 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 there will still be things happen. I think, so I sort of agree with you boys, yeah. but there is not, that they are not going to write a check for 50 million tomorrow. Oh, they, sure. to, they need okay. to sell a couple of players sure. or do a swap. Sure. Or maybe, maybe there's a bit of a rapprochement with Mr. With Mr. Erzl going on.
2: Well, now you've brought it up, I mean, we'll have to talk about it. Thanks. Um, we'll have to talk about it anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, so he was on the bench, wasn't he? And he came on. He played in an Arsenal shirt in that, in that weird friendly that didn't happen. Um, that was They kept very secret. It happened last Saturday. that We lost 3-2 to um, Aston Villa. And um, apparently, um, uh,
3: uh, go on, Josh, what are you going to say? I, I think he started. Didn't he start this friendly on Saturday, boys?
2: I don't think he did, no. I don't think he started. I'm pretty sure he didn't. I mean, I, I have I have uh, sources, <laughs> sources who might have been there.
3: The ar- the article I looked at um, reflecting oh. on the game, the Sun um, said he was a surprise starter in oh, Saturday's okay. pre-season oh. friendly. It might have been a really big surprise, then if
2: the if the team sheet, I, I if the, the team that I was told about didn't actually, maybe it was fiddled with a bit before they, um, before they went out. But I didn't think he did stop. Anyway, he played. He played. That's for sure. Um, and Sabios played. People were surprised by that because they thought he'd have to he'd have to be quarantined, but he was in his he was in a he was in a glamorous professional football bubble, so I think he was okay. They got it? special exemption
1: special arguing exemption. that he came from a bubble to a bubble. Yeah,
2: and apparently Aubameyang scored a worldie um, and a penalty. But we did lose. Yeah. And I heard rumors that Saliba didn't wasn't didn't exactly have a dazzling debut. Um, and that he was nervous. But they, uh, they
1: are people are over
2: it over what's the
1: word? Over-talking up. Over-talking up. These are yep. two young lads coming yeah. out of the French League who basically played a season each. It would be extraordinary if they started games for Arsenal early on. That's sure. incredibly rookie.
2: Yeah, sure, of course. But, but back to the Ozil Ooh, point,
1: though. And, well, Go yeah, on. And you just, you, well, you just mentioned something else that reminded me. Yeah. Orba hasn't yeah. signed a contract. No,
2: indeed. Indeed.
1: Now, yeah. I am hoping that that's signed like on Thursday to give you a big boost yeah. going into Fulham. But there's a dilemma there. Don't sign. You have to sell. Say that again? Well, isn't the rule, if you don't sign, you're sold? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You know, could you just... it's a good point, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. But if he starts... He's starting... If he starts... Right. We're playing... It's interesting because we're playing this Saturday. um, And if he starts then he's got to stay, isn't he? I mean, there's no way... It, 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 yeah, but he doesn't need to sign. No, I know. He doesn't know. Indeed, indeed. But what I mean is, whatever's holding up the signing, and who who the fuck knows? It might be the videographer isn't around to take the official video. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I think,
1: personally, I think he was probably keeping his options open to see what happened with Messi. Oh, really? Well, because there would have then been, been a gap at Barcelona.
2: Oh, God, I didn't even think of that. That's, I like that theory.
3: I I, I think we've had it on fairly good authority that he he, he is staying. I'm still going to stick my neck out there and say I'm pretty, pretty confident on that. Well, I think he probably will, but you know what I mean. It's not signed until it's signing, signed. Sorry, I mean that yeah. he's signing, not just saying that he's signing. That's, uh, but he hasn't done it pretty, yet, Josh. Yeah, but pretty, I would say pretty solid info that uh, from someone I trust, I'd say that, that, he is, uh, that he is signing and it is getting dealt with. So I'm going to keep the faith. I just wondered if, Tim, you had any theory on why Arsenal have gone slightly North Korea approach on these pre-season friendlies. Like, you know, at a time where there's so little you know, there's obviously no match going. Why couldn't Arsenal have just streamed that, you know, on Arsenal online? Oh, that's a
1: good point. I really don't know the answer on that. Perhaps they're trying to not, perhaps they're worried that if some of our players are seen by other clubs, their value will go down even more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I have my theory about specifically why they didn't, why I don't think Arteta wanted this game to be public. I think he was testing out four at the back. I think he changed the formation. And um, certainly to start with, and was trying out players like Saliba for the first time.
1: See, if Urzal had had a good game, yeah, does it
2: help? Well, not in my mind, it doesn't know. But that was how I think, <laughs> it's, I think specifically that's why he didn't want it particularly because he was fiddling but, around with the formation. I think know- and I'm sure, considering we let him three goals, he'll revert to the three at the back yeah. on Saturday with the tried and tested. Players, I don't think Saliba will start, as as you say. But the Ersal situation, you're right. So my my opinion is, I right, I, I've kind of. Uh, first of all when I saw his name when I was told that he was gonna he was on the bench I was told he was on the bench he didn't start on, on this game I was like oh god not again I think I actually tweeted that you know we have to this thing again and it's 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 more more frustration at having to talk about him and having to work out what the fuck's going on with him that is irritating me than actually having him play and he's you know I if they really if, if Arteta wants to give him a place on the bench I, I'm fine with it you know sure you know they don't want him
3: they
2: don't want him
3: but the club doesn't want, want him no
2: he doesn't want him away. Around. interesting situation and
1: probably this is worth it he's going to get paid what, 18 million pounds between now and leaving so you, you give him 14 million pounds and tell him to go away you still save 4 million but but he won't, just won't do it will he he's just dug well, in but then you tell him that he can go to another club and earn whatever he wants so it could go higher than that but I have a feeling he's a player that's probably not that fussed about playing that much at the moment
2: well clearly Clearly, Josh, would you rather what would you rather happen with him? What do you want? You know, should we should he be you say because even because Tim, you're right, it seems that we didn't want him any around the team, but having him on the bench in that game must indicate some kind of rapprochement, mustn't it? Oh,
1: desperate. Hmm.
3: No, I, I agree with you, boy. The fact that he has been brought back into the fold in some capacity, yes, it's only a prison friendly, but there is nothing else. You know the, these are the friendlies, and in the same way, you'll say, "Well, you know, why is he, you know, worrying about Saliba's performance or any of the other players, Willian?" Then, so too, if he's involving Mesut Ozil, it can't, it doesn't quite add up that he just sees him as having no involvement whatsoever. Because why would you bother? Well, because Josh, if none of our players get bought,
1: he's got no choice. That's his squad. When Just you, like, have you noticed that he
3: started talking we had, positively about Wandozi and involving him? Well, we had a cup final, and he had nine people on the bench, and he decided to put, you know, what, Matt, Matt Smith, who never played for the club, on the bench. They yet. weren't even there, were they? weren't they not? Weren't they sent away? Yeah, he was. In, yeah. He was on holiday. He was abroad. Yeah. I'm saying, if he's got a big enough squad to deal with that. And we've brought in, you know, a, a couple of players. And let, let's remember, literally nobody's left. I like mean, wasn't at the club last year. You know, Mavropanos had no real, real impact. So the squad's definitely no smaller. And yet, if he's finding room to, to play Mesut Ozil, obviously, yes, it's an international weekend and there are, you know, there are players away. But it's a, it's got to be some kind of olive branch. I I, I don't know, boys. You think, I think he could feature in the squad now Saturday.
2: Yeah. I mean, no, he won't play Saturday.
3: No, no. I mean,
2: not not, definitely not on the bench. Oh, he might be, possibly right at the very end of it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) See, you're already, you're already hedging your bets. You know, they always take a uh, an extra man, don't they? Just in case someone like falls unwell before the game. (laughs) Yeah, his his role will be the nineteenth man. Could be.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you saw that, Xhaka made, made an extraordinary pass, didn't he, in his international game in the, in the Nations Cup? Maybe Xhaka is the, is, the, is the special creative midfield creativity we never knew he had. He seems to be like getting better and better. And, um, you know, for the national team, he's, he's an extraordinary performance. Mate, you know, who, who, who needs Ozil when we have certainly Ceballos back and Xhaka and maybe, you know, the likes of, you know, what about El Neni. And then he's back, yeah. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. And he was good in the, in the, in the um, charity shield, or whatever it's called, wasn't he? I can't I mean...
1: believe you want us to buy more midfielders when we've got hundreds, boys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, well, well, actually, I was going to ask this. Which would you rather have out of party and Uar? I Seemingly, from what I've studied, Uar is the more creative of the two. Um, uh, you know, and so I've immediately transferred my affections uh, towards him. <laughs>
1: I actually don't, you know, I've been too busy to look at the YouTube videos, which don't tell you, which are all faked anyway, aren't they? Or you can't really get the picture from. But if you look at what Arsenal really, really, really struggled with, it was the creativity, mm. you know, and are still yeah. going to struggle with. But so don't I, you think, I go yeah. with you in that, you know, from what I read of them, they're both good to very good, one more defensive, one more creative, I would go for the creative player at the moment. Arsenal, and we forget, I mean, we put in some good counters attack in the big games, but we were also a bloody hard watch a lot of last year because we were just not creating, were we?
2: But I thought we got better, I thought towards the end of the season and in the FA Cup, uh, I think he yeah. was starting to solve that problem with those counter attacks. So yeah. some incredibly And I think um, you'll see
1: Willian play in midfield. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, almost
1: sure will, the, yeah. the sort of the, the withdrawn
2: number ten type role. Right. Yeah, and if he wants to play, you know, four through three, which seemingly is his eventual ambition, then yeah, then he'll need. Then I think the the urgency for a William can play in that role, and B, the urgency for a really creative midfielder is is more. But I think if he sticks to the three at the back, players like Saka, and you know the one and. As I say, Zaka, I, I don't think the I don't think the creativity is is as huge a problem as some people make out. If if you know people like Zaka become a regular, Zaka Zaka supplies a lot of that for me. And of course Pepe, you know people forget about Pepe because he hasn't played, has he? I mean, I think he was he was available on Saturday, but he's back now. But um, but of course, we still like to see some creativity, yeah. This, should, this season, one of the interesting things about this season is more than ever, it is
1: going to be about physicality. Right. It's going to be about rotation because you, you, it's actually been, the whole season is being squeezed into five weeks less than normal because we're well, starting later and they've got an absolute must finish by date because they've then got to send the squads off to the Euros. So they are going to be playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, more than ever. So the squad of 22, not, not sort of 16, to get you through it is going to be vital. So people like Ozil may well be needed for Europa League you know, trips away and, 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 certain issues. And it's why, I don't know if you saw, but there was a big battle in the Premier League between the clubs that wanted the five substitute rule to stay and Mm -hmm. those that didn't. And it was voted down because it was felt to give an unfair advantage to those that can afford big squads. Um, I found it a bit annoying how much it was breaking up the second half, Uh, but it's not been brought in. So, you know, we are, we, We are going to need the El Neni to make a contribution in some games.
2: Yeah, maybe the Ozil, yeah. (laughs) Um, Shall we take a quick break and we'll talk more about, we'll preview the season more. We'll talk, uh, really, we need to talk slightly more about the the ticketing situation and and what's going to happen in October after this break.
1: Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now
0: on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF.
2: We've only got a limited amount of time, but I did want to quickly talk, ask you about, the. Do, are you happy? Were you happy? Even though if COVID... Gets worse over the next you know, week or so, then this whole October plan in which we're allowed to bring in a certain number of um, um, supporters may change. But whatever, were you happy with the eventual plan that the club unveiled? Or was it about a week ago now? Josh, I think
1: there are things that, I mean, you asked the Arsenal Supports just set out some principles of what we'd like to see, and there are some things that didn't happen that we'd have liked. But given that they're dealing with a global pandemic, given that they are actually dealing with a very old ticketing system that, that I think they're probably kicking themselves that they haven't invested in it a bit more over the years. I don't think they've done a bad job with what they're proposing. And they were certainly, there was more dialogue and consultation and testing ideas with the AST than, than I've seen on any issue before. Um, most importantly, what they did, and I think they were getting here anyway, but you know we pressed hard, was those that want to opt out should be able to opt out if you've got health concerns you might have financial pressures you might not like the general look of the product or we'll come on to how strange it's going to be going to matches but they've given you the complete right to waive your season ticket renewal until 2122 and it won't cost you anything and you
2: don't lose any of those rights well not only though i was surprised by the fact that uh, as a, for for the for the gold and platinum members etc who are allowed into this who, who have been invited to um put down a down payment to then enter the ballot for each game they also said if we didn't do that that would not affect and if when when full crowd is eventually in that back we still our season ticket is still op- up for a renewal exactly at that point. that's what i meant yeah your rights, right.
1: your, all your rights are reserved yeah. or protected. yeah
2: because so, my only concern so josh you're about to say something but my only concern at re you know entering that ballot so to speak as a platinum member was I just don't know. Sometimes at the last minute, I can't go to the, you know, a Thursday night game. And on the randomness that. Yeah, yeah. of it. That,
1: that's where 50-50 on what they've done here. We really wanted ticket exchange open so that you could put your ticket back up for sale because you will have to buy it. If you enter the ballot, you kind of sign up to T's and C's that you'll buy it. But what they have done is they've introduced a very generous ticket transfer arrangement so you can put your ticket in anybody else's name. They don't have to be an Arsenal member. All you have to do is give the correct name so that when they turn up, you will and make a note of this. If you haven't got your passport or your driving license, you won't get in.
0: Okay. You're going
1: you're have to have a photographic ID to match the name on the ticket for the test and trace arrangements. You'll also have a thermometer held against your forehead to check that you're not displaying COVID symptoms and you will have to wear a mask to enter and walk around um you won't have to wear the mask at your seat they did t- start talking like that but we pushed back although the club are still going to advise that they think that it is that you should but you will have the choice of what to wear but yes it is a little we would have prepared, preferred a ballot where you chose what games you went for the ticket Yes. Yeah, yeah i know now that on december the 26th great game against chelsea boxing day game but family almost certainly takes me out of london Right. So it's a bit yeah. of a waste to allocate me a ticket for that
2: game. Yeah, I've got a lot of examples but, of that. Yeah. Josh, what are God, you going right. to say about it?
3: Well, I think it's an incredibly difficult situation. And I must say there was a lot of information sent by Arsenal that did cover pretty much every single eventuality I think a season ticket holder um, could go into. I feel a little bit for silver members, if I'm honest. Actually, I spoke to Tim about this earlier today, just because the main perk really of being a silver ticket member, or indeed the main perk of being a red member, is is ticket access. Um, And yes, it's complicated, but for those people to have no hope really of, of getting a ticket without it being redirected to them by someone that's a season ticket holder, Um, feels difficult. What I did find interesting today was I must be on a a mailing list as someone who has sat in club level at some point or possibly had to buy a ticket in club level. They were still trying to effectively push the new purchase, as it were, for this season. I don't know if you'd seen this, Tim. Um, The new purchasing of um, club level uh, tickets, effectively. So you put your down payment of 25% to enter the ballot and sort of enticing people that that's the only way into the ballot now. And I just thought, is this the time for a club to almost be going after new customers at a time where there are so limited tickets for the existing, you know, numbers? I
1: guess the point is that's club level, isn't it? Where they've got a bit of capacity and they just don't know what the demand is going to be like. How, you know, club level has got a lot of companies and corporate people in it as well as individuals. Are those companies going to be sign up or not? What One of the things we just don't know is are we going into a ballot with a one-in-three chance a one-in-five chance? Because it depends how many others enter the ballot. It also depends in, in have we formed groups or bubbles because we're allowed to form groups of up, up to four. Um, the well, more people form groups of four, the more the capacity grows up. goes up because you only have to create the social distancing at the end of the group rather than after each person.
3: And, and what have you done, Tim? I have done that. I've entered... Um... Because you could enter with people in your same price bracket, I believe. So we've done that. I've got two friends that um, are very close to uh, to me, and we're going in as a four. I've gone in as a pair, partly
1: because I where I sit, I sit alongside a good friend, and I didn't know that we're in the sort of third upper wing price category, so I didn't know that many others, and it felt quite simple. So I've gone in as a pair still be much better to like swap around when we do come up there's no increased or decreased chance of coming up in the ballot it's exactly the same chance so there's no reason to enter as one or as four you will come up on rotation in that in that group um so so why not do that and once
2: you enter one game you're entered to you entered into every single game and every you, you commit to the season yeah. so
1: if if only 12,000 people enter the ballot Boyd you'll yeah. get to every game or yeah. least you're paying for every day <laughs> yeah
3: yeah but actually Boyd you'll probably get more than we will downstairs because I presume Tim it's fair to assume given that so many club level seats would usually be sold off game by game um or there'd be all these international tour packages in club level I think you're much more likely to get tickets Boyd is that fair Tim I think that's probably right yes
2: Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, We haven't got long to go, so we should do our our predictions of what's going to happen this season. I mean, I know, so bearing in mind um, uh, that we don't know if we're going to make any more signings and who we're going to sell, but at this point, a few days away from the start of the season, a few days away from um, playing Fulham away in the Premier League, what do we think is going to help? Tim, what's your feeling about the, the season ahead?
1: Are quite optimistic. I think we are we are very capable of taking third or fourth place. Um, and Whoa! I
2: thought you were like going to say like fifth or sixth. No, you, you I think, think we'll come in the top four?
1: I said we're very capable of it. Okay. I would at the moment I would put this on a spread of between third and sixth. And if you really said for me to predict, I would say we'll come fifth.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think most people have, have would feel fifth. I think, yeah, I think, I know I'm quite interested you said that about third or fourth because I I also think, I think the managers of Man United and Chelsea are less, probably less sensible and clever than our manager. And I think in the end, even though those teams particularly are making big signings, you know, particularly Chelsea and good signings. And Man United made one really good signing, you know, towards the end of last season. I still think Arteta is such a positive for me. Like, I think he's so smart and sensible and clever that it could be the difference between... I think it could get us in the top four. But yeah, how how do you feel, Josh?
3: I mean, for so long in the the Premier League, we used to have a big four, didn't we? And then it became a big six. And I sort of worry we're back to having a big four because City and Liverpool are are so far ahead. And then Chelsea, with the investments they made, I mean, if they're anything less than third, I think that's a massive disappointment for them. Uh, and United uh, look look pretty strong, so I think it then is a case of can we be best of the rest? So sadly, that that feels like fifth to me. But I, I'm with Tim that we can improve upon you know last season. But um, given that last season was what our lowest finish in in in, in such a long time, you'd, you'd be disappointed if we if we didn't show uh, show better in the league and look in in Europe would like to think we can we can go a bit further. So I'm really encouraged that our squad is better, that Arteta knows better what he wants. And I'm gonna say fifth boyd. What about you? You you were also saying fifth, really. Do you know what I'm gonna put my neck I'm gonna say fourth.
2: Wow. I'm gonna say fourth, yeah. Just for the shit partly for the sheer hell of it, to be less boring than going along with everyone. But I do think I think we'll cert- I think we'll certainly come much closer to the top four than than I think a lot of people would expect. So who who boy do you think is going to sort of drop away of the
1: big clubs to allow that because of course part of the prediction is working out what others will do of course yeah and you know if if Chelsea and United are both strengthening and sorting themselves out a bit then it's tougher isn't it and... oh
2: yeah I, I would I, I think one of Chelsea or United probably United I think Oleg Ole and Solskjaer is only as good a manager as, as when his players are in a kind of good Sense in a good mood and things are going well. I think they could have a terrible run if you know if they lose one or two games. I don't think he's a particularly great manager. I think he makes you know and and I can and I think with Frank Lampard, I think he's a lovely guy and everything. I just don't think he is as smart as Arteta. So that's why I'm, I think more you know, more likely United. Yeah, will, will, will slip up, allowing us maybe maybe. I mean, it's a long shot. Don't get me wrong, it's a long shot, but um, but I feel it's. But I certainly think we'll be competing for that, which for me is all I can all I can hope for. Really, all I can ask for. Um, and I'd be pretty happy with that. We should, all, uh, sorry, we should also predict the actual game because you know there's loads of other Arsenal podcasts out there. There's podcasts with you know the same people every week who get you know more you know hundreds of thousands of people. You get podcasts with um, you know who do every single game. But this podcast is the only one where we predict the result every single bloody week for no reason whatsoever because <laughs> obviously it's meaningless nonsense. But Tim, what do you think the score is going to be on Saturday? Arsenal will win two one. Nice. Josh? 3-1 to the Arsenal boy, though, I reckon. Okay, I'm going to say 2-0. I think we might keep a clean sheet. Who do you think is going to be in goal, by the way? On Saturday? Oh, oh I, I think Bernd
1: Leno.
2: You think Bernd Leno? Yes, you I think... would go with Leno. Mm, yeah. I don't know.
3: I hope not. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough decision. I... There's is it because about, Martinez is being linked to to other clubs at the moment? Yeah, but and and that makes I, I, look. What can we believe, right? But if clubs aren't usually being linked and doing bids without some kind of encouragement, then maybe there is a conversation to be had. And if that is the way it's going, and maybe Arsenal have let it be known that if the right offer comes in for Martinez, they want to let him go. That makes me believe that that he's going to go back to to Bernd Leno. And look, he's. You've, what more could Martinez have done? Nothing, but I think. Yeah, my, my gut is Leno, but you know, what?
2: I think you'll, I think you'll pick Martinez. I think you'll stick
3: with him. Oh wow, Boyd, I would disagree. Just I know Tim's got to go, but just a final question because Boyd will be concerned, <laughs> even though we think he's going to be at more games than. Um, possibly us in the in the cheap seats um, of the of a stadium team are they still going to be allowed to serve food and drink can can we still get
1: well this is one of the ironies they will still be serving some food and drink so the only time you'll be allowed to take your mask off is to, to obviously you'll have to do that to to imbibe your food and drink. There will be more limited food and drink, but yes, it will still be
2: there. I'm assured in in the, I read in the very great detail of the official Arsenal communication that there will still be free drink at half time in the platinum level and club level.
1: And of course, everybody needs to be Boyd's best friend because if he's going to be allocated all these tickets and he can't always go, he's going to have to ticket transfer to somebody.
2: <laughs> You're right. And I'll have to have the wherewithal to sort that bloody admin out. Yeah. Oh,
1: yes. Because it will have to be done yeah. at least 27 hours before kickoff.
2: Yeah. God, I'm terrible at that kind of thing. Yeah. New okay.
1: World.
2: Yeah. Um, thanks so much, Tim. Brilliant to have you back, as ever. Oh, it's great like, to be back. Be sure to come back
1: on again soon when it's of all course. settling down.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, thanks so much, Bye-bye. Josh. And uh, we'll be back next week after the first actual game.
0: Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen
2: to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast.
3: A number of people to the flu.
2: This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can